hammered into her own chain with renewed energy, swinging her Pulaski, a small axe hoe, as if she meant to wear it out. Most crew bosses did not do much digging. Rain felt it was important to show her team that she was working right beside them when she wasn't scouting ahead, talking with the fire boss, or checking out the line. A helicopter flew overhead, dumping water beside the chains they'd dug to fortify the suburban defense. The choppers were an excellent asset on the line. They could turn around quickly, refill their giant buckets from nearby lakes, and enter places that were difficult for tankers to reach. Rain's radio crackled again, her name filling the airwaves. Crew boss Alder, come in, the division supervisor said. I'm here, Thomas. Good to hear your voice, Lolo. I just want you to be aware the winds are picking up a bit. You better hustle on to a rendezvous point with the New Mexicans and come on home. Rain pulled out her own tiny experimental anemometer and watched as the flaps whirred to life. The wind velocity had changed. She and Stan had been right. Rain eyed the distance to the ravine where the pines were and calculated how long it would take them to close it. We'll be done in an hour, Thomas. I spotted the New Mexicans an hour ago, we're meeting him in the middle of this pretty little ravine. She glanced at her warm map. Starburst, it's called. Over. I got it. FYI, in case something goes awry. According to our chopper pilot, there's a meadow just northwest of you. You say an eighth of a mile. Over. Thanks, Thomas. And maybe we'll have a little picnic dinner after we're through. You trying to make a date with me? Rain smiled, picturing the weathered, grinning face and grizzled hair of Thomas Wagner. The older man, the first fire boss she had ever served under as a Forest Service rookie, relished giving her a hard time. That's right, Thomas, it'd be a private occasion, a simple romantic affair with just me and my crew of twenty. Oh, well, I always say more than two's a crowd. Well, don't feel too bad, you can buy me a Coke when we come in tonight. Uh, Promises, promises. Quit flirting with the fire boss and get your hot shots back onto those chains, girl. Over. Work, 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 she groused, still smiling. It's only July and I already need a vacation. Old route. Rain slipped the radio into her belt loop and walked the line again, checking their progress. Stan shook his head as if in warning, lifting his face to the wind. Waves of smoke were blowing into their ranks now, separating digging member from digging member for seconds at a time. It's nothing, she told herself. Thomas would call us off if there was anything to be concerned about, and we're almost there. They moved into the edge of the forested ravine called Starburst Gully. Rain called her Sawyers forward, carefully avoiding eye contact with Stan, knowing he thought they should leave. A team of three went to work with chainsaws, cutting a swath of trees down before them. She set two ground-pounders to work with fuses, small torches that lit the dry tinder behind them, creating a backfire to stop Oxbow from simply climbing trees and crossing their fire line. Rain occasionally thought she heard a dozer and surmised the New Mexican team was near. Once they met, their lines would form an effective flank. Oxbow would be cut off and hopefully their work would be done. They drove deeper and deeper into Starburst Gully's forest. Fifty feet, a hundred. 
Suddenly, Rain lifted her head and listened. The bulldozers were just around the corner. She waved the sawyers to silence. But the wind, the wind had definitely changed again. Stan ran to her side, his face a silent mask of apprehension. She pulled out her anemometer and took another quick reading, her eyes flying to Stan's. He'd known a second before she had. The wind had died for more than two minutes, then picked up speed as it changed direction, suddenly angling toward the gully instead of straight downhill. Both feared the proverbial calm before the storm. It was the staple of a firefighter's war stories. When the wind dies, get the heck out of Dodge, Thomas had said just the night before, wriggling the troops with a story of a firestorm his own crew had survived. Crew Boss Oldra, Crew Boss Oldra, Thomas's voice urgently crackled, barely discernible over Oxbow's growing growls.